0: What's good, y'all? My name is Jonathan Dumas, and this is The Real Talk, The Dumas Podcast, where I have real conversations with the people I see every day because we don't know what we miss until we miss them. And this week, I chop it up with my brother, Michael. Now, I'm so excited for y'all to meet him. He is probably one of the most kind-hearted people, people people-loving people, loyal people, oh my gosh, that you'll ever meet. And he just loves attention, too. Uh, Right off the bat, we talk about what it was like for him to be the second born and the pressure he felt, both being the younger brother and the older brother. And he shares about how he felt like the black sheep of the family and how that really impacted his outlook on life. We explore that trauma together and he reveals some things that I just did not realize growing up and I apologize for the pain that I caused him. This conversation is one long therapy session for Michael and I and it is so healing. Now, Michael lives in Texas with his girl Marisol, and they've been together for a minute now, and we love her to death. She's a part of the family. I just, yeah, I can't imagine, you know, life without her now. And during this episode, she's actually doing his hair, so you'll hear her every now and again laugh, chuckle, stuff like that. So just be aware of that. We laugh a lot, we cry a bit, and we share a whole lot of love with one another. So I'm so excited for you to hear this. I hope you enjoy it. All right, y'all. Here's Mike. Um. How was it being the being the second born?
1: I don't. Know, honestly, I never really saw myself as a second born. I just saw myself as brothers. Hmm. Like I know, biblically, yeah, first, second, third, but we were the Trinity in our house. So mom never really ever made me feel like, oh, this, this, this. We are our brothers keepers, right? Yeah. And she used to let us know that all the time. So I never really saw it as me being the second born or me being the middle child. Maybe a little bit as a black sheep, though. That is probably a better answer for me to think about.
0: Mm. Talk to me me a little bit more about that. I'm I'm curious what you mean by that.
1: Like, to be a middle child or a second born child, you're going to see your older siblings doing certain things, but you can't do it and then you have your younger sibling that could do something but you can't do it and you still start feeling kind of inadequate mm. you know so i felt i had to push myself harder to try to counterbalance you know how i felt mm. so like when i acted out or if I ever did anything like totally out of pocket, I personally will not blame it on that, but it mentally did kind of stick me there, hmm. you know? When did you start feeling that way? Um, honestly, when you left the house, when you were out of the house and I started like you know I started seeing Reggie grow up
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know and then I see you went off to college no you didn't leave me but being your little brother I'm always expecting to see you next to me I'm I'm used to yelling your name you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so it kind of weirdly put me in a weird depression and then I felt like I wasn't a good big brother for Reggie you were that big brother for him. I was just there. Mm. And then I had to realize that I couldn't be a friend to him. I had to be a brother. It really, it got to me. Mm. And I, I personally can't really fully explain it. Like mentally, it just, I felt like everything rushed. Cause I felt like we didn't fully get to, you know, do the same things the other kids did. mm mm-hmm. Like, like we had to mature a lot faster than a lot of other kids. Mm-hmm. So.
0: now you're articulating that really well. I just didn't, I don't think I ever really realized that you felt that pressure from both sides. My goal my entire life, being y'all's older brother, was to set, like, the best example I possibly could for y'all. And that's why I, like, grinded yeah. so hard. That's where that that came from. And I don't even really know where where this came from, whether it was subconscious with mom or or other stuff. Like I don't I don't know where it would have come from. It's just like this comparison,
1: you know what I'm saying? Oh, the honestly, bro, I couldn't fully tell you. Like it's not you guys ever pushed me, never. But it it's one thing you guys never fully did. Like you guys always pushed me to the positive, never negative. And if it was negative, it w- wasn't meant to be, you know. Truth hurts. Yeah, facts. truth hurts. Back then, I didn't understand. you know, so in my head, that's the only way I felt it made sense. You know, the subconscious with mom, you know, plus you know, the division I had outside of the home, you know, remember I had I was always outside. I was always doing something outside. Mm-hmm. and that was one problem I always had. That I would worry more about outside than my brothers at home. So that's honestly where the confusion, I think, really lied.
0: Do you think that you did that because you felt, you already felt like that odd person now? I wasn't Reggie or I wasn't, I'm not John, but then who
1: am yeah. I? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always, it's always honestly been there. But I don't know any other brother that doesn't have like a, you know, that in the back of their head is like mm, something. But at the same time, I'm totally different than a lot of people, you know. So I honestly have a different type of opinion, different type of, you know, sight towards most situations.
0: Hmm. No, I'm curious about the black sheep thing, maybe where the, where that came from not to oh, say that, not to say that that feeling wasn't real you know what i'm saying but more so how did i contribute to that you know to make you feel that you didn't fit in or didn't belong in the family because that's what i hear when as you're talking you didn't feel like you fit in in our family so you had to
1: find your own family that actually is very that actually kind of keys all Right, remember when we were kids and we used to all play and Jaren did not ever want me in the room. Mm. Mm-hmm. You were fine, but I had to go. And I never really realized it. I was a little annoying kid. <laughs> I never really uh. realized it like that. But that's where it grew from that. And then Reggie came along, you know. I lost that. I'm dad's little man, you know. Before Reggie got there, I was that little man. Mm -hmm. So I always had that thought in my head, too. Like, damn, I got a little brother now. Yeah. And I'm going to have to build up to this. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that's where I really feel like it came from. To be honest, it Mm. was honestly, it's all old from childhood and the growth. You know, I see it. A little differently now but i'm still growing
0: yeah damn i i didn't think that this was gonna be the episode that i cried i just never pieced two and two together that that's what you were feeling you know what i'm saying like and everything you're saying makes so much sense you were the baby for a really long time yeah and then like you were nanny's baby, you were mom's baby. You were the fit, like you were the youngest. Yeah. And I just can't believe like it's just hitting me now that you were the baby and then like you weren't included in that group cuz it you were the baby. And then but like you would always go to the adults and they would like, you know, treat you like a baby and like, yo. And then Reggie comes along and then all of a sudden, where where do you fit in? Cuz you can't fit in with us, you can't come with us. And then you don't have the attention from the older, old folks now, because all of that goes to Reggie. Yeah. Where's Mike in that?
2: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I'm not about to start crying. But yeah, yeah, well, that's right on the dot.
0: I'm so sorry, Mike.
1: There's nothing to be sorry about, John. No, no. No. Big Brother, you did yeah. more you did more for for us than anybody. That's something you do have to understand. When we didn't have a man in the house, yes, Mom handled her business. but when we didn't have a man in the house, you were the man in the house. Reggie can vouch for that when we needed to eat, when we needed to go take a shower, when we even if I didn't want to really take a shower and let just sit in there, whatever. You made sure things got done, even though you had homework. And weren't you in AP classes? You had homework and you still had time to deal with us. Plus, you played sports. Plus, you did things outside of school. And then on top of that, you graduated from one of the biggest murder capital cities in California. Oh, I'm not done there. And then you went to a university that, by all odds, tried to down you and got two degrees out of them. Not even just something simple. You got a master's out of them. You set a site so high. And I'm not saying, like, oh, I have to reach this. We have to. No. I'm saying you set the bar for our, for our generation, for us as a unit. You did it. With all the stuff you went through, look where you're at now. And I'm thankful for it. I wouldn't want to change it for the world because you have a wonderful wife. I have a wonderful sister-in-law. And I couldn't ask for nothing better, to be so honest.
0: Uh, I feel that. And one, I appreciate that. Nobody's perfect in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not nowhere near perfect. I messed up a lot not so like man thing to do, not so adult thing to do is not own the fact that like I could have did better by you. That's okay. Saying that I could have did I could have been a bit better, bigger brother to you, protect you, include you. Like you should have been my number one. You know what I'm saying? I gotta own the fact that I failed in that. You didn't fail. No, no. Like I'm I messed up. Like you don't have to pick up my pieces, bro. I messed up. And I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, I, I messed up.
0: It. I messed up and I'm sorry. I should have been there for you. I should have protected you. I should have included you. And I'm sorry. I, I messed that up. Okay. I'm, I'm so, I'm so no. sorry. I'm so sorry. No. I'm so sorry. You don't have, you don't have to pick up my pieces. I should have been there for you.
1: And you were there, only person that ever called me to just check on me. Remember, I used to disappear.
0: But, like, it makes sense why you did, though. Why would you want to stay in a home that you don't feel like you belong? Why would you want to stick around with people that always told you to get away from me? Or get out or leave? Michael, don't make excuses for us. I know that you're, you've grown and you're learning how to, like, you know, own your stuff. And that's true. But there's some, there's some reasons why like you made some of the decisions you made. You're trying to fill some need that wasn't felt by the people that were supposed to do it. And that's okay. That's okay. You made mistakes in your life. Yes, and you own the mistakes that you made. But you don't have to make excuses for people that should have been there for you from jump. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't have to do that. Do you own the mistakes that you made in your past?
1: Oh, yes, I do.
0: All right. Then I'll own the mistakes that I made in my past.
1: I can accept that. Yep. That's honestly the best way to put that. And I appreciate that. I really do.
2: Yeah.
0: Man, I just... Ne- I never pieced that together that that's something that you went through growing up.
1: Like, it just never clicked to me. Is it was something that I really, I didn't want to look weak in front of Reggie, nor did I want to look like a bother towards you, because I felt like I already was putting a strain on mom with my actions. Mm-hmm. To fully like go with that question, to be the second born, honestly, it's an experience and a journey. Mm. I think you hit the nail right on the head.
0: Oh man. Okay. Well, in the last few years, our relationship has gotten a lot better. I think. Yes. From when, I think it started when we had that phone conversation. Do you remember? I was still in in college. Uh mm-hmm. huh. But we had a conversation. I think I was just checking up on you, seeing how you were doing. And I think that was the first time that I realized. I was trying to force you to be somebody that you weren't instead of just like loving loving you for like who you are, not who I wanted you to be. That was like the start of us trying to like rebuild our relationship.
1: Do you, do you remember that conversation? Yeah, I was in Calipatria. I remember that conversation. And that day, at first, I didn't understand it. Like that day, I know I had to get up and walk around. I don't even know how long I walked around that day, Mm -hmm. but I walked around to try to figure out because one thing that I am, I'm sensitive and I take certain things out of context. If I don't understand it, I get a little irritated and I lash out, I would say. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So from that, from that day, it cleared a lot in the air because You spoke to me as a man. Like, yes, as a big brother, but as a man, you know, like you let me know exactly what was on the plate instead of trying to halfway tell me, Mm -hmm. you know? So it made sense. And then from there, you backed off a little bit with certain things, which honestly, I was more lost in myself. Because at that time, I was having faith issues. Mm -hmm. I put it like that. Me and Marisol lost our first baby. And I felt like a failure. From everything that went on, I felt like a failure. But on that day that you called me, I some woke up there's still growth that needs you know that still needs to be you know worked
0: you know. oh no 100 that's gonna it'll take a lifetime but i think for me i'm glad that you know we can talk and connect you know what i'm saying like for sure and just text and see how each other doing because we didn't do that before <laughs> no we did we did not we really didn't we all we did, usually we had, had phones yeah we and we didn't we didn't like there was points where i didn't even have like your number like i didn't even know like Multiple how to get in contact with you yeah so it was like
1: facebook or myspace back in the day yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm just glad that you know that i got my, my my brother you know what i'm saying like it feels it feels whole you know what i'm saying like around christmas and and thanksgiving like we like it i was like sad i was like this doesn't even feel like full because we missed you you know what i'm saying uh, yeah and we those, miss you we miss both of y'all like it didn't feel it didn't feel right without you without you here so i'm glad like that feeling is back like i'm glad that like i expect i expect you to be home like when it's yeah. that stuff so i'm glad that holiday we that season yeah
1: and I, I appreciate hearing that. It feels good. Because man, I I don't even know how I seem to disappear every holiday.
0: Bro, I don't know <laughs> no. how the hell that happened. Yeah. And like, I'm it was, the worst with it. It it makes sense though. No, like why would you want to be go to a place purposely and just be surrounded by people that you you don't even know if they like you? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like why? Yeah. Like I, I, I feel it. Like it all makes sense now you felt unwanted. So I'm not going to go to a place where I feel unwanted. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Pretty much. Yeah.
0: I know I'm giving you a counseling session right now, but.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I've talked about this, this feels great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, black
0: people need to start getting counseling. I swear. It does wonders. Real. It does wonders. man. So all this I've, I've gotten therapy. So all this I've had to work out. So I, Gosh, so many things are starting to make so much sense now. And I can't believe we've never just like, it takes a podcast to talk about this stuff. This is ridiculous. Anyways. All right. So for me, what I've recognized you, Mike, specifically in the last like two years, but mainly when you moved to Texas, your maturity level, your groundedness, I don't know, like it feels like you just in your head slowed down. Like you're moving down. so yeah, like you're moving so fast. Before you just slowed down. I've seen you mature so much. I every, I'm just blown away every time I talk to you on the phone. Like I'm so proud of you. Where does that Where did that come from? What What clicked in your mind for you? Oh shit! I got to get my act together.
1: Um, right when I jumped on the Greyhound bus, I watched the people with our luggage, and then I looked at Marisol. And then I remembered something that dad used to tell me to even call yourself a man. Before you even think about taking care of somebody else, you got to take care of yourself. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But I looked at Marisol and everything started becoming more clear. The more distance I got away from California my mind cleared up a little bit more. Mm. Um, Meaning like, I knew I wouldn't get away with some of the stuff I did when I was home. I have to grow up. There's things I need to do. How am I gonna sit and walk around butt naked in somebody else's house? You can't do that. To be so honest, and I'm, this is not a joke, this is real. That motivated me to really want to get my house, mm, mm-hmm. to get at least a place to call my own. And no, I don't have to prove myself to anybody, but I wanted to show my family or show the people who didn't believe or and or thought I would be dead before I even make it to this point I'm at now. Mm. Because I actually did have people tell me, oh man, I'm surprised you ain't dead on my birthday. Wow. So from that, and that was when I was turned 25. Mm. Like, do you remember when I called you and I was like, bro, when when you turn 25, did something click? Oh, remember that yeah. call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything needed to stop. Either I was gonna stay a child or I was gonna man up and handle my responsibilities as I was taught. It's honestly, as you would say, do what you have to do, period. That's that's how it really worked out for me. Like every stop we took from California to Texas, I left something. It's like a spiritual pressure, you know? Like, I'm thinking about when am I going to get another pill? Out of my head. I don't need those. When am I going to buy a grip of alcohol? That's out of my head. All the dumb stuff that didn't have nothing to do with me bettering my future had to get swept away. Mm. Some friends, well, acquaintances, Sometimes you got to cut them off. And when I cut them off, I grew. And from that growth, I'm actually starting to feel like I'm actually starting to see the light a little bit. Mm. I don't feel inadequate, worthless, a waste of flesh. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah. It sounds like you didn't, You were trying to prove something to others, but you also
0: tried to prove something to yourself. Like when you made that decision in your mind saying like, I am worth it to try. Like I'm worth it to keep going. I'm worth it to do this thing. Was that something that clicked
1: in your head? Yeah. Yeah. Very big click. Mm. And I had to make the decision about bringing another life with me in a whole different state. So I couldn't think Like a child, like, oh, this is going to happen. We're just going to sit in here and do this. No. I had to think about progress moving
2: forward. Yeah. Mm. That's good, Mike. I'm proud of you. Thank you.
0: It sounds like that fresh start. You needed a fresh start somewhere to reset. The last conversation I had was with mom. Yeah, and she talked about how like she needed to get get out of San Diego, like Like, get out of that place and reset. And she just gave up so much, like almost the same process. Like gave up these old acquaintances, gave up this old life, gave up that, gave up this cold turkey, because she was like, like I gotta be a mom to us. You know what I'm saying? And. I think that's what it sounds like, man. And it's, it's funny how you and mom like butt heads so much, but y'all are the same person. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah. but, <laughs> so, but, yeah. uh, but like, it, it's good to see like, yo, like I'm, 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 I'm not only doing this for like, you know, my wife, my girl, right? I, I honestly got to do this for me. I got to do this because I want to do right by myself. I deserve to live. I deserve to, to be prosperous. I deserve to thrive because I, I i essentially I matter, you know what I'm saying, so actually, that's a big realization honestly, um, and one that i I struggle with, man, like i sometimes I just feel like I'm just like a waste, like me like as a human being, like I'm a waste, it's just hard to get out of that, you know what I'm saying, it's hard to get out of that funk it's it takes a lot to even realize that that's what's even going on in your mind you know what i'm saying like we could yeah i feel like there's so many times oh you don't even think about it like you don't realize that you're sad or you don't realize that you you feel that so like oh yeah i'm just gonna go get super drunk or oh yeah i'm gonna just hang out with these people because they make me laugh mainly they're like laughing at or something like that pretty much so many things that we, we try and figure out and we don't realize that we're doing to ourselves because we don't believe that we deserve more But the moment we believe we deserve more, the moment we believe that like we are worth it, we put so much more effort into like how we feel, what we think, who we hang out with, the kind of job you have. Like if I believe that I'm worth more, then I want to have more. I want to have a bigger house. I want to, I want to live comfortably. And what's going to get me there? A better job. Then I need to work my ass off here, get a better job and demand more money. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that's the kind of thing that like a positive mindset could have, but I feel I feel like if are not able to like recognize that we're unhappy or recognize that we're not like I'm not good right now, then we'll continue to like live pattern of unhealth. You know what I'm saying? Like Exactly. And just do the same things and thinking that they're working, but they're only momentary fixes. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't that good high, it's that bad high.
1: Yeah, And you don't want that, boy. I'm no. telling you, that's a, that's a rise <laughs> I know, oh. word, word. <laughs> Jesus, that's oh, something man. I never want. Pure facts. Like, every time I look at mom, I weirdly do see myself <laughs> in the, the good and the bad. Like, mom is the most amazing woman to me in good and bad ways, if that makes sense. Yeah. And if it does if it doesn't, our mother is a very powerful woman that came from very powerful women. And she was not the most easy, you know, to get along with, but she understood things. And she'd been through the good, the bad, and the ugly to come out on top. And that's kind of where I set my mind to. You know, like she is doing what she wants to do at this moment. Why can't I get myself together? You know? Yeah. That that's the question I ask myself a lot. Yeah. Like, your mom is proud of you. Your brothers are proud of you. Keep going, boy. You got this. Yep. That's that's what I that's my pat on the back every morning. Yeah. I still walk around my apartment and just look at it like, dude, this is my apartment. This is mine. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, it trips me out some days. Like I wake up and I look around. I'm like, man, man, I got, I got it. We, I did it. We did it. And to to feel that was amazing. It feels good I think to have my, your own shit, huh? It feels good. You know it's mine. This is mine. Period. Yeah, Period. we bought this, babe. We you know, bought talk, this. <laughs> no, talk about it. But in all, in all, like, all bullshit aside, it ain't over.
2: Yeah,
0: that's right.
1: <laughs> it is not over, boy. More coming soon.
0: That's what's up. Tell you. That's what's up. I don't think I ever asked this. I don't remember. I just assumed that it was because we had family out in Texas, but... What motive motivated y'all to move to Texas?
1: Motivation was family, oh, okay. in that situation, do I feel bad? Yes, I do. Mm. I love my grandmother. But that environment, it wasn't healthy, yeah, it wasn't healthy. And it was that it was the stepping stone. God's stepping stone. Grandma blessed me. She gave me her blessing before I even left. Mm. So when I'm leaving, automatically in my head, she's with me while I'm walking. Mm. And on top of that was to make sure that I, I made it. Yeah. Like, if that makes sense. When you feel like you're getting pulled to go somewhere, are you going to just sit there or are you going to move to the spot that the Lord's pushing you to?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I felt like I got drawn here because mm-hmm. I was here before and I wasn't prepared. And it's just funny that it was only 10 years ago at the time. Yeah. I wasn't prepared. And um, now, motivation is. Staying above water.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Reaching <laughs> reaching my goals.
0: Yeah. I feel that. All right. You talked about uh, you know, your goals and what's next and what's what's happening. Um paint me a picture of your future. Like where what are you doing? Where are you at? And how did you get there?
1: Well, right now <laughs> I'm in the processes of getting in my classes so I can get my um my business certifications to open up a barbershop. Mm. um why i cut hair for a while and honestly if you live in texas <laughs> you're gonna want to get your hair done and where i'm gonna be at i'm gonna be in my three-bedroom house on my half acres and uh honestly how i'm gonna get there i'm gonna keep working hard and grinding. But but I have to keep pushing right now. Like in the factor that we're having this pandemic going on and then we got the protests going on. I am pushing through it in the traffic trying to gain as much knowledge as I possibly can for as many barbers in Fort Worth and Dallas. So I'll be able to, um, have a little bit more knowledge about my business and why do I want to do it? Honestly, I don't like working for people and there are people out there that have true talents, but nobody will ever hire them either based off their looks or their past. I want to give them a place that they have a chance because there were some places like that for me. So I want to give back and doing it in Texas coming from California. Is it, it is kind of a thing because there are some Texas people that do not like Californians. Mm -hmm. They do. They do not like us. Let, let us say chargers, 49ers or any of that is a problem. That's funny. All right. That's pretty much it. Like I've always wanted to do something to give back to community, yeah, like we used to do, like oh. even if we didn't have anything, somehow God provided.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and I just want to do what most people won't, and that's helped the youth right now and Honestly, I couldn't see a better way besides the barbershop. That's one place anybody can just go and relax, you know, and just clear their head without their wife, maybe without their kids, depending if they get their hair cut at the time. I just wanna I wanna be able to do that. Nice. Pretty
0: much. Dope. Well but, and- I don't have I don't have any more questions for you, bro. Thank you so much. This was, I, low key, this has been my favorite conversation.
1: Well, thank you. That makes <laughs> you feel a little bit better. Is this like saying, oh, I'm the favorite. Just don't tell the other brother. That's not the same. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pulling a you mom know, mom listens right to this podcast, right? <laughs> oh, she going to know you said that. All right, bro, bro. Well, thank you so much for for talking and chatting with me and and being so open. I appreciate you.
1: All right. Thank you so much for having me on your show.
0: I love you so much, big brother. All right, bro, bro. I'm proud of you. I want you to always know that. This by far is one of the most healing conversations I've had since I started this podcast. I wouldn't have been able to imagine me and my brother having this conversation, you know, even a year ago, you know, to show so much love. one another and for me to just like hear him listen to his story listen to his perspective and apologize for the pain that I caused and we didn't even get into the nitty-gritty of what that actually was like but I know for a fact that I wasn't always the nicest older brother wasn't always the most inclusive older brother and I have to own that and I have to understand kind of the impact that it's had on Mike's life even you know even now and the trauma that I personally caused. I'm so glad that I was able to apologize to him. Yeah, I didn't want to let myself off the hook. And my brother tried to do that, and I didn't want to let myself off the hook. Um, And so I just have to live by that and and know that, you know, our relationship still has a lot of work, but I have to, you know, I have to be the one to put myself out there continuously and love on him and care for him and have a counseling session (laughs) like we just did you know, therapy, counseling, talking it out, whatever you want to call it, it's like so important to process past trauma, past pain, um, and a, a process all the emotions that we've had growing up and and deal with that stuff. Like black folks, we, we need therapy so bad. And I think it's so crazy how we don't even realize how bad we need it. And like the side eyes that you get that I've gotten when I've shared that I'm I'm in therapy and and people thinking that there's something wrong, wrong with me and and there's nothing wrong with talking, you know, stuff out with, with folks, um, just to make sense of your life, especially for black folks. And, And the list is far too long to go through of why I think, you know, America should just start a fund for, for black folks, um, to have free therapy and free, free counseling. But, you know, it's a stigma in the community and I think it shouldn't be. But I'm so glad that I was able to talk this out with my brother and kind of continue there. This podcast was produced by myself, Jonathan Dumas, with music by the also talented Mr. Tony Deras. And if you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Would love to hear from you. And if you haven't already, you can go ahead and follow me on Instagram, reach out to me on Instagram. Would love, love, love to hear from you. It's RTWD Podcast. That's RTWD podcast on Instagram. Till next time, y'all. Peace.